recognizing people sometimes isn't just about the person who's the A star person who's got a 10 out of 10. Sometimes it's a person that might be struggling just doing a baby step forward but by recognizing and keeping that, that cultural kind of conditioning going forward. Welcome to Keeping Work Human, a podcast series about tackling the tough topics of cultivating and maintaining strong organizational cultures. Each episode features pioneering CHROs and business leaders who share stories, learnings, and their path forward in a workplace that has changed forever. Well, hello, humans, and welcome to Keeping Work Human, the podcast about the future of work and the human connection that it requires. I'm your host, Derek Irvine, the Senior Vice President of Client Strategy and Consulting at WorkHuman. My guest today is the Head of Performance and Recognition at Lloyd's Bank Group in London. So please welcome Mark Haywood. Thank you. So let's start with uh, the story that's top of everybody's agenda, you know, the great return to the workplace. Um, The global workforce, I think it's safe to say, could well be about to experience, we already experienced a very dramatic shift, obviously, going into COVID, but there's another very dramatic shift coming as we come out of COVID, quite possibly the biggest shift in a century, where employees are going to be looking for more flexibility. Now, Mark, I know that Lloyd's recently announced that it would be implementing its own version of a home hub hybrid working model. So let's start there. Maybe you can explain to us why this model is right for Lloyd's, and what helped informed your decision about doing this? Oh, thanks, Derek. Yeah, I mean, certainly um, we've been in the press recently talking about this, and and you've got it right. You know, home hybrid or hub is really the mantra here. Um, and I think really this is about helping people um, to be the most effective they possibly can, um, irrespective of where they're sat. They can still add value, still deliver uh, on our. Um, uh, our purpose of helping Britain prosper and now recover. Um, and certainly, you know, we've, we've seen that um, throughout COVID-19 that you know, our colleagues can perform um, in those spaces. And in fact, we know that our colleagues, many of them do want to work in a different way. You know, you said earlier that um, people want more flexibility. And I think 80% of our colleagues have said that they would like to have some sort of flexibility moving forward. Not necessarily all work from home, but have mm-hmm. some sort of mixture of coming into the office, being in a hub uh, on a permanent basis, work from home, or being in a hybrid. And, and really, it's around what the work is that um, needs to be done is driving the outcome rather than the, the necessary being in the office at any one point in time because we say you need to be in the office. It's more about let the work kind of decide rather than necessarily um, uh, the, 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 the rules of the organisation. Yes. I mean, it is definitely a whole new way of of thinking, and we're all going into this anew. But if you take traditional words like employee engagement, culture, performance, which I know know, are are big words in the area that you're responsible for, how has has your management of those words evolved pre-pandemic versus now? Um, I mean, I think to a certain degree, Lloyd has been on a journey anyway from a cultural perspective. I think what uh, the what COVID has done is maybe accelerate some of that thinking or tested it um, to a certain degree. So when I think about, you know, the words performance, when I think about performance management, you know, we set about going to more framework based, no ratings, 
very human approach. And actually that served as well in COVID because actually we'll, we were less concerned about rating people and appraising people, but actually helping get the best out of those people. And that often that was quite often a conversation about how you go and how's your well-being and trying to put things in place and, and mixing that up and being very much more human about trying to get the best out of people through the pandemic. So things like that are really important. Even things like culturally, we talk about keeping it simple, Lloyds, it's one of our core values. But actually what we saw was... Um, you know, often we'd have committee meetings where there'd be lots of PowerPoint presentations created, but actually because we had to move quite quickly, because we weren't going to committee meetings and, um, in Gresham Street or wherever, actually we could do things quicker, simpler, by just getting on a, uh, on a, on a Teams call and agreeing those things and not having some of the same um, uh, rigmarole and, 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 and bureaucracy that goes with a lot of our old meetings. So it's accelerated some of our thinking. I think what we need to do is, embrace what we've learned and make sure that we take the best bits out of that and move it forward into the hybrid uh, hybrid environment and uh, whatever that looks like and that's going to be the the real test and i think there's going to be a bit of experimentation in the way we do things and we'll continue to learn and our you know those words of employee engagement culture and performance will continue to evolve as we learn more about hybrid working so taking some of the lessons, clearly you've had plenty of lessons. You know, you said the none of the committee meetings, the formal presentations, more spontaneous um, meetings, getting things done quicker. How do you keep those lessons going forward into the hybrid model so that those lessons are not lost? I think there's a there's a number of things, really, Derek, that we need to kind of focus on. I mean, certainly having great conversations is going to be at the heart of this. Um, you know, the first thing we're going to be talking about with many of our teams is, you know, how do we want to work moving forward and really locking into our purposes team. So one of the key facets of our performance um, approach is to understand purpose. Why does our work matter? What is important about what we do, what our teams do? Once we establish that, then let's think about what it is we, where we need to do and how we're going to do it and keep that conversation alive. Because I think the one thing we can learn from COVID is that the world's not the same as it was, right? So we need to constantly keep testing ourselves and continue to keep those conversations and go, do you know what? I know we said we'd all get together on a Tuesday in London, but that's not really working anymore because actually we've got these new people in the team or the environment's changed and we need to think very differently. So I think continue to have those conversations. I do believe that, and that we need to put a lot of training in place because sometimes this is going to be quite different um, for many of us, albeit many of us have worked in a hybrid environment in the past. And I think, you know, I look around Lloyd's that is um, you know, primarily the UK-based organisation, but many of us worked in different hubs. So what can we learn from others who have been through similar experiences previously where we've, you know, we've gone from office, in some cases, to home, to now hybrid. Many of us have worked in hybrid, so we need to be sharing of the, that information. But I think the, the, the ultimate thing is actually being honest about when things are working well and when things aren't. And, and I think that is going to be the key bit, and that's why conversation is going to be really important sharing that information through informal networks within uh, within Lloyd's um, will be really important as well. We have lots of good networks already uh, set up. So those sorts of things will be absolutely key. But then also just externally, hearing what others are doing, um, you know, what what can we learn? And, and you know, we whilst keeping our culture um, uh, really kind of uh, at the centre of that, but learning what else can be out there, um, I think it's going to be really important because everybody's got a slightly different take, um, even within financial services. Everyone's got a very slightly different take on how they're going to be um, uh, returning to the office, so to speak, or doing hybrid, depending on their perspective. Yes. I mean, Mark, if you think about how you used to think about employee engagement and retention and the way you're talking now, 
would, would you say it's, it's it's seen a change? It's seen a shift? Do you notice, you know, yourself using different vocabulary? Have you different strategies that you're you're applying? If we're talking engagement as engaging people more broadly, I think yes. I think certainly there's a more human aspect to this, Derek, in, yeah. in the sense that we are um, there's there's probably more contact on a day-to-day basis in different ways. We are understanding each other more. We are applying empathy. We've done quite a bit of work on empathy generally, but thinking about being empathetic and being more vulnerable. I think some of our leaders we've seen being much more open and um, and actually sometimes saying, you know what, I don't know the answers yet. And that's one thing that's COVID, none of us really knew the answers. And I think a lot of that's been really, really refreshing. And, you know, when, when we say engagement, we often think about employee engagement scores, and actually they did see an increase um, throughout the pandemic, but I don't think they were unusual because I think that happened across, um, across the board. I think the secret will be, keeping that engagement high, making sure that we don't forget those things um, and thinking very much about, you know, being empathetic, thinking about what purpose we're here to do. And I think it's helped break down some of the hierarchy and the command and control and actually a little bit of we're all, we've all been in it together, which I think, again, has helped with that engagement point. So I think mm-hmm. that has helped and you'd like to that plays out longer in terms of retention and attraction uh, of key talents as well into the organisation. Yes. Both those yes. would be would be quite useful to play out, but a bit early to say. Yeah, I would, I would I would assume. Well, I'm quite certain from listening to you that Lloyd's Bank is on a on a great journey. Listening to you know using words like empathy, open conversations, vulnerability. You know the change in just the way that we behave towards each other. It sounds like a much better way. Um, so I think COVID is going to end up giving us some sort of a gift. Uh, as we come out uh, of this, if we and if we work together uh, in an honest and open way. So when you think about the new home hub model, what sort of potential do you see? Do you, you know, when you look into the future? Personally, I think the, the, the potential is un, un, unbounded, really, in many ways. There should be no limits in terms of the potential. Um, and, you know, I think there's uh, certainly just start to touch on maybe the, the type of talent we attract, the people that we retain in the organisation, the different voices we might hear longer term rather than being the same kind of voices, I think will make it a much richer organisation and certainly help with our thought leadership. I think certainly from a career point of view, we might see a bit more um, advancement from maybe those who have been in more traditional roles and in frontline banking into different roles, potentially. Uh, that would be um, certainly a, a boon for, for, for me personally. But I think also, you know, if we think planet, certainly it was it what 28% of all our emissions, I think, in the UK are based on travel. Um, and, you know, we used to make a kind of a bit of a, a joke that you'd see people on certain trains going to certain hubs or certain planes. And they, they might as well have a you know a Lloyd's bag of badge on or whatever because you would see the same people. And um, you know, thinking about some of our corporate social responsibility points, I think you know, we, we should be able to make a better uh, contribution to that as well by reducing it. Um, but I think I think that ultimately, though, in a simpler organisation, one that is more empathetic, we should be better geared up to actually achieving what we want to achieve as an organisation. And linking back to our purpose of helping Britain prosper. You know, we should be able to kind of cut through some of the noise and actually be really focused on what's important and, and learn those lessons um, and become a company that, um, you know, is already well regarded, is already uh, a, a, an employee of choice, but actually further that and continue to evolve. And that's why I mean it is unlimited in terms of what we can achieve as, a, as an organisation, but it will only happen if we're active, if we're making conscious decisions, if we're talking about it. And we're linking things back to our purpose. You know, 
hybrid will work if we're performing and we're delivering and we think about our, our you know, not just what's right for the colleague, but also what's right for the business and what's right for our customers um, and, and society as a whole. It's that blended uh, approach that's really, really important and not um, not 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 kind of uh, one dimensional, I suppose, is where, yeah. where my head is. So, so I mean, excellent points there, all the different people that need to succeed in this new model. What sort of ways have you got in mind for measuring success, for gauging that this has been a success? So I think this is um, probably in its infancy. I think we will mm. continue to measure, as we did in COVID, some of our business performance, both from you know the classic ones, but also some of our risk stuff. Um, you know, have we seen increases in, say, certain sorts of uh, risks as a result of um, working from home and having COVID? Um, would appear not. You know, we, we we can see a lot of those good governance controls are in place, which reassures us that we have the confidence to move forward. Um, so things like colleague um, sentiment and engagement are important. As I say, um, some of the classic data kind of metrics in terms of PL or activity yeah. levels, et cetera, risk always be important. Um, but, you know, certainly I think there's, there's space maybe to think about other ways of, of measuring that moving forward. But uh, nothing yet, Derek, to report. So, Mark, tell me, were there any particular insights in what Lloyd's were doing, you know, from a, a human resource point of view, um, that have, re- have stood by you going into the pandemic? There are a number of things that we started to do. You know, as part of our strategic review in, in 2018, we invested more than ever in people. Right. So one of our biggest investments uh, in people, we've got really experienced people out there. We made the assumption when we designed your best that 99 percent of people come to work to do a great job and and, and 99 percent of managers do the same. Right. And what we did with the old system was we forced them into making sometimes inhuman decisions because it was a rule book to follow. So I think one of the great things was that. By doing something like your best, we stripped that back. We used a framework. We allowed managers and colleagues to use their judgment and think about what was the best thing to help them perform at their best. And then when we came into, um, you know, that was, and that was very much based on our values and behaviours, so very culturally uh, focused. We wanted to drive up things like trust and simplicity. And um, there were key kind of challenges from the board with our performance management approach. So when we went into COVID-19, I think the lessons we could learn is that actually our leaders and our colleagues want to make the right decisions. We didn't necessarily need to have a complete playbook of all the rules and regulations that you did with COVID, because who could write that? Who could script a policy and process to deal with COVID? Actually, what we need to do is trust some of our leaders and our colleagues to make the best decisions they could based on the information they had at hand. Yes, we gave them guidelines and and showed them things that help and, and gave them some sort of scenarios to work through. But a lot of the time, it was centered on the on, on the moment with that colleague, customer, and in, and line manager to to think it through, use their empathy, think about purpose, think about you know what it feels like other person, and and come to kind of ways of working moving forward and become much more human. And in fact, and I think of things that we did with and um, things like hard check-ins, our regular performance conversations. What we saw was people taking time out to kind of break away from Teams meetings and go, you know what, we're going to do this on the phone. I'm going to do it over a walk. You're going to go for a walk because I need you to go outside and get some get some fresh air and some exercise. So, so just try and just mix it up a bit and be just a bit more human. I think the other thing is we it encourages people to recognise and make connections as well. So we just see an increase in recognition um, more broadly because I think people needed that reassurance. This is new. You know, when you want to change a behaviour, 
recognizing people sometimes isn't just about the person who's the A star person who's got a 10 out of 10. Sometimes it's a person that might be struggling just doing a baby step forward by recognizing and keeping that, that cultural kind of conditioning going forward and giving them confidence you can see a step forward. So things like that, I think, came out of pre-COVID that we'd invested in and thought a lot about and fold its way through and, 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 and helped us. It wasn't always perfect, but I think it helped on the whole to kind of give people the confidence and, ju- and use their judgment to make the right decisions. Um, so, right. yeah, so I think there's plenty there. Great insights, Mark. Great insights. And but no doubt all of those changes are going to stand to you as you go as we go into the new normal. The, our, our new Absolutely. I mean, this, these are things we can just keep going. And they're almost mm. they're in our locker, aren't they? We can go back to them and go, do you remember that time when and actually use that to, to, to fast forward into the new world? So I think very exactly. much so it's, it's, it's creating that muscle memory for us. I mean, as you know, in Work Human, we're very passionate about human connection. It's it's what my book, Making Work Human, is about. And in it, we talk about how can you measure that human connection? What sort of ways have you got to see human connection? And one of the important ways that our clients uh, utilize to see that is recognition moments between colleagues, you know, because it's a human connection. Also conversations between colleagues, which you mentioned earlier. But to be able to have a way to measure and see those conversations in real time is something that I know we're super excited to continue to grow. Is that something that Lloyd's utilizes at all in that in that sort of way today, or have you thought about it? So certainly, one of the things we are doing with our recognition moments, we we, we have um, about seven hundred fifty thousand recognition moments a year. Well, um, yeah. So you know, we know, and actually, they did increase over over COVID. Um, people really did appreciate each other, um, and and even back office people kind of appreciating those in the front line for serving customers and the difficult times mm-hmm. they've had. Actually, broke down some of the silos and barriers that we've had. One of the things we are looking at is um, almost skimming the content of those recognitions. What are people saying? And actually sort of word kind of analyzing using NLP to kind of really understand a little bit more about what it is that people value. And if that works, we might use that on a regular basis to really understand sort of the mood of people in the organization. Why are they connected? Why am I saying thank you to you, Derek? Is it is it because you've busted some bureaucracy for me today or is it because you've been really empathetic um, with me over a particular issue with a customer or whatever? Who knows what that will come out, but that is one Absolutely. of the things we've got on the pad at the moment. Yeah. I'm quite excited about. I mean, you're right. I think you're right in the center of what is the possibility here. Genuinely, I just think this is one of the great opportunities moving forward that we just, we, we continue the human aspect, Derek, as you said, and make those connections. Yeah. But more importantly, we listen to what's been said and we, mm. we continue to evolve. And I think that's the, that's the exciting bit for, for us is, is, is that we can become more human. Um, but by that, we have to listen and, 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 and evolve in that, in that space. Well, thank you again, Mark. But thank you very much for having us today. If you want to hear more similar conversations about the future of work and the humanity that we instill in it, subscribe to Keeping Work Human wherever you are and you can listen to this podcast and others similar.